Welcome to the Devotional Toddcast, hosted by Pastor Todd Walker and Crossroads Church in Littleton, New Hampshire. For the Toddcast tonight, if you have your Bibles, you can join us in Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4 is one of my favorite passages in Scripture. I know I say that a lot. I've said that about 20 passages so far. But I mean it. Hebrews chapter 4 is just a wonderful, challenging, encouraging passage. And it really goes along well with our sufficient grace lesson this past Sunday. We're going to be looking at verses 14 to 16. Only three verses tonight. And I want to start tonight's Toddcast by talking to the children in the audience. All right, I want to talk to the children. I have a question for the kids. Because I want the kids here to know this is about you as well, okay? If you remember, Jesus was all about kids. He said, let the little children come to me, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So I'm going to ask the kids a question, and my kids, I don't even see them. See what happened? All right, kids. I was kind of hoping my kids would be around, but we're going to have to, what's that? Well, it's not a big deal, but we have, okay, good. We got a, we got a couple. I just have a really simple question that's going to introduce our lesson tonight. If you guys feel okay answering this question. So I had to get creative with this. If I was going to ask the kids to carry, do you guys see these speakers right here? Do you see these speakers right here? Do you think they're heavy? Do you guys think you could carry these speakers by yourself up on that little balcony up there? Do you think you could do that? He's saying yes and she's saying no. <laughs> Haddon, I'm going to ask my own kid. Do you see that speaker there? Do you think you could carry that up to the balcony if I asked you to? No. You don't, you don't think so? No. You're pretty strong, though. I know. I'm not, I'm not asking anyone to actually do it. I don't want any injuries. Well, let me tell you something. I tried to pick this up earlier just to see if I could lift it. Guess what? I can't lift it. Meaning it's over 10 pounds. Because that's all I can lift. No, it's pretty heavy. In fact, if I was going to ask a child to carry these upstairs into the balcony, does any of you think you could do that on your own? Just no. be honest. This kid is feeling confident tonight. I like the confidence. Now, if we change the parameters a little bit and we said this, okay? Now, I'm going to say this again to the children. What if I said, if you get these upstairs, these two speakers upstairs on the balcony, I'll give you a million dollars. Now, you know I don't have a million dollars, right? But what if I said, I'll give you a million dollars, and if you don't get it upstairs, I'll take all your toys away. All your toys will be gone if you don't do it. If you do it, I'll give you a million dollars. And here's the third stipulation. Number three, you can use any means possible to get it upstairs. We can all work together. You can all work together. I don't care how you get it upstairs, but you got to get it upstairs. Well, how would you do that? Would anyone be willing to try for a million dollars? We should all try What's the strategy? You would all try together? Yeah. Okay. What's another idea? Okay, and you would, you would just use a team effort kind of approach? I like that idea. Here's another idea. If I said you could use any means possible to getting that up there, here's another idea. Ask somebody strong. Right? Ask somebody stronger than Pastor Todd, because I wasn't able to do it. But if you, if you could get it up there by any means possible, don't you think the smart answer would be ask the strongest people you know to carry it up? Yes. If I was going to give you a million dollars, here's the smart answer. You give them 100000 <laughs> to get it upstairs, you keep 900000 keep all your toys, and job accomplished, okay? Well, I do ask that question on purpose, okay? Because I want to share a passage from you 
from a excuse me Hebrews chapter 4 starting in verse 14 if you have your Bibles listen to what it says the writer of Hebrews says since then we have a great high priest now I want to stop here bat you got to know sort of the Old Testament days to understand this concept of a high priest in the Old Testament days the Jewish people had priests and they had high priests back when the tabernacle was a thing the high priest was the only person who could go inside the tabernacle to the place called the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies is where the mercy seat was, and that is where the sins of the people could be paid for by taking, this is a little graphic, but taking the blood of bulls and goats and sprinkling it on the mercy seat. But the only person that could go into the Holy of Holies was the high priest. And there were only a couple of these guys, okay? There weren't lots of high priests, so... The high priest would take the sins of the Israelites into the Holy of Holies, sprinkle the, sprinkle the blood in the mercy seat, and that process would forgive the sins of all the Israelites. Here's the only problem, though. The only problem is they had to do it every single year because that process could only take care of them for one year. And if the people kept sinning, which they did, that process had to happen over and over and over again. Because the blood of bulls and goats was not sufficient to take care of all of the sins for all time. And here's another problem with the high priests. These guys were really special. They were really busy. They had a really special calling. So the people did not have a buddy-buddy relationship with the high priest. Okay, The high priest was a really special guy who was able to go into the Holy of Holies. So there wasn't a closeness to the high priest, nor was there really a relevance with the high priest with the people. It was sort of a hierarchy. The high priest was up here and the people were down here. Now, the writer of Hebrews says we have a great high priest. That's a little bit different than a high priest, isn't it? And if we keep reading, it says this great high priest passed through the heavens. If you remember Sunday's lesson, we talked about there being three heavens. Remember that? And we see heavens here again, plural. This high priest passed through the heavens, meaning three, the three tiers of heavens. The kingdom of heaven, outer space, the blue sky, all the way down to earth to be with us. This great high priest left heaven, passed through the heavens, and came to be with us on the earth. And we find out that he has a name. What's his name? Jesus, the Son of God. Our great high priest has a name, and his name is Jesus, the Son of God. So he says, therefore, let us hold fast our confession, or let us hold on to our faith. All right? Let us hold on to our faith in Jesus Christ because he is our great high priest. And then it says in verse 15, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. Do you guys know what the word sympathize means? Who knows what that word means? Do you know what it means, Ed? Adelaide, do you know what the word sympathize means? You know what it really means? To share. It means to share. We have a great high priest who is able to share in our weaknesses. Do you know how that's possible? When he came from heaven to earth, do you know what he did? He left everything in heaven. He left all his glory, all his rights and privileges as the son of God in heaven, and he came down and became a man, and he became weak for us. Now, that's an important thing for us to find out because as we're going to realize, that weakness allows him to share our experiences. And that's a really important thing for a high priest to do because that wasn't common. Back in the Old Testament, the high priest did not share much with the common people. He had a special calling. 
Okay, like even now, you can have a meeting with Pastor Todd. You can come right into my office and we can, we're the same, right? I'm not on a higher level than you. But back in the old day, the high priest was. You have a question, Titus? Can you go upstairs? Okay. <laughs> See, that's, Daddy's already long-winded long here, and we need to wrap this thing up, basically. Not yet, buddy, but soon, okay? We'll try to edit that. If we don't, whatever. It's honest. It's It's real. But listen, I want, to, I want to finish this because listen to the great high priest. The great high priest not only shares with our weaknesses, meaning he knows what we're going through. Jesus has experienced similar struggles and weaknesses than we have. That's what our great high priest has done. So those things that are hard for us to do, that God asks us to do, were hard for him too because he came in human form. Because God sometimes, just like I asked the kids if they could carry these speakers, did you know God asks us to do really hard things? He asks us to love our enemies. Is that hard? That's hard. Yes. He asks us to forgive the wrongs of those who have wronged us. Is that hard? Yes. That's hard. He asks, asks us to cast off our sins, those sinful practices that we do. He asks us to stop doing them. He asks us, which a passage we'll look at on Sunday, to be holy as he is holy. If God asks us to do that, you know what the answer I want to give him? I can't. I can't. To which he would say, I know you can't. I know you can't. But let's keep reading. Because Jesus not only shares with our weaknesses, but he was tempted as we are, but without sin. Jesus shared in the same temptations that we share in. The same temptations of greed, of lust, of anger, of selfishness, Jesus was tempted in all of those ways. But here's the caveat. But without sin. Now, if Jesus was not tempted as we are, he has no idea what we go through, does he? He can't share in those temptations at all, meaning he has no relevancy with us at all. But he did share because he was tempted as we are. But if he sinned, then he's no better than us. And therefore, he can't do anything for us. But notice what it says. He was tempted as we are, yet without Sin. He faced the same temptations. If you remember, Jesus in the wilderness with the devil was tempted three times in a row. And Jesus said, it is written. It is written. It is written. This is not God's will for me to do this. So he conquered sin. And you notice, if you remember the strategy from Sunday, we said, how do you get from weakness to victory? Does anyone remember the word? Grace. Who said it? Yes, thank you. Someone was listening. There's the one. No, just easy. How do we get from weakness to victory? Grace. Notice our last verse. It says, let us then with confidence, courage, draw near to the throne of grace so that we may receive help and mercy in our time of need. When God says do the thing that is impossible, he says, come get the grace necessary for it. If you can't carry it, come find someone who can. And guess who can? Jesus. Your great high priest not only can sympathize and share, but has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. He has victored every victory there possibly could be. And he says, if you need the help to carry that, come get the grace for it. And... Marcus says amen with laughter. 
I hope that's an encouragement to you that we can understand that Jesus can share with us, but Jesus also has victory for us. That no matter what he asks us to do, and it could be a really tall mountain to climb, he's going to give us the grace necessary to accomplish it. Thanks for listening to the Devotional Toddcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. Learn more about us at CrossroadsOfLittleton.com. Crossroads Church, seeking to shine the light and love of Jesus in the heart of New England.